Good morning everybody and welcome to Sunday morning here at Essex Church where this community of Kensington Unitarians has its spiritual home. We're a community created by all who walk through our doors and all are welcome to join us, be you male or female, old or young, black or white, gay or straight, or any of the myriad other ways we humans describe ourselves and one another. Whoever you are, however you are, you are welcome here in this religious community that encourages you to be yourself and that accepts you as you are. And if you are a visitor here today, we extend a special welcome to you and invite you to join us after the service for tea or coffee. And there is a space towards the end of each service where we invite visitors, if you wish, to say a few words to introduce yourself. Today we're going to celebrate a flower communion together. You have brought a flower or chosen one from the vases as you came in. And the bowl here on our central table represents our church community. And we, for now, are the flowers. Perhaps during our first hymn, you could add your flower to our bowl if you haven't already done so. And so I light our chalice flame, a simple flame, reminding us that we are part of the worldwide community of Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists. This chalice flame has a proud heritage and reminds us that there are issues in life worth standing up for, that justice and liberty might be available to all the world over. And then we sang a hymn and then I told a story. Here is the story of the greatest treasure in the world. Once upon a time, the greatest treasure in the world was hidden in a chest. The chest was locked and was inside a cave that could only be found with the help of a map. A monkey found the key to the chest in a tree. An elephant managed to move a boulder which stood in the way. And a snake found the map under some stones. All of them then tried to find the chest on their own without success. A little but very clever bee, rather like this one who's flying around here today. That clever bee realised this and gathered the animals together to work as a team. The animals took the bee's advice and after many adventures and difficulties, they managed to find that chest. And when they opened it, There was just one single piece of parchment inside. Rather like this piece of parchment that somebody's going to open for us now. On that parchment, these words were written. Congratulations! If you have got this far, then you have already discovered the greatest treasure in the world. And that is the treasure of friendship. Well, they had got this far and they had already found that the greatest treasure in the world is that of friendship. 
and the animals realised this was true and they happily remained friends for life. And that is the story of the greatest treasure in the world. And so, will you join me now in a time of prayer and reflection as I call on the divine spirit of life and of love to be with us now and to bless all that we do and say together here today. In a week filled with news of people just like us trying to move from one part of the world to another and meeting so many hardships along the way, let us pray for all people who have had to leave their homes for any reason. All displaced persons, all refugees, all asylum seekers, all immigrants. It is hard for many of us to imagine what it must be like to feel the need to leave one country and seek refuge and a new life in another. But those of us who are blessed with homes of comfort and safety can surely give thanks for the blessings we have. There will be some of us here this day amongst us who are far from home. Let us think of those far from home with love and with commitment to help all people feel welcome here in our church community. The issue of refugees and displaced people is a concern throughout our world. Let us pray then for the lawmakers and the enforcers who have such a difficult task. May they be blessed always with compassion in their words and in their actions. May they never forget that they too might find themselves without a home and in danger at some time. When the words economic migrant are used to describe people that some developed countries are trying to shut out. May we have the humility and the grasp of history required to remind us that our good fortune is based entirely on our ancestors moving about this earth to seek better conditions for themselves and their offspring. That is us. And may our world community find ever new creative ways to help one another and to overcome the problems that cause people to leave their homes. Economic uncertainty and inequality, hatred and oppression, warfare, hunger and shortage of water. Let us be people who rise to the challenge and keep searching for humane ways to resolve complex issues. And in our own lives, let us never slip into complacency in our thinking, but rather be ever grateful for that which we have, ever attentive to the needs of others, doing what we can, however small, to make this world of ours ever more just, ever more humane, ever more compassionate and a little friendlier. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen.
Last Night As I Was Sleeping by Antonio Machado Last night as I was sleeping, I dreamt, marvellous error, that a spring was breaking out in my heart. I said, along which secret aqueduct, O water, are you coming to me, water of a new life that I have never drunk? Last night as I was sleeping, I dreamt, marvellous error, that I had a beehive here inside my heart, and the golden bees were making white combs and sweet honey from my old failures. Last night as I was sleeping, I dreamt, marvellous error, that a fiery sun was giving light inside my heart. It was fiery because I felt warmth as from a hearth, and sun because it gave light and brought tears to my eyes. Last night as I slept, I dreamt, marvellous error, that it was God I had here inside my heart. You know how they say that our news media in August is often filled with silly news stories to fill the space? Well, this short address is full of really serious stuff and in order to lighten it up a bit, I am dressed as a bee. And I have called it ramblings and buzzings because it's about bees that buzz and ideas that buzz around your head and rambling thoughts that sometimes join together and create a thought that is fresh and new. But in truth, all these rambling thoughts have yet to join up and create that spark. Yet I wonder if my thoughts might link in some way with your thoughts. Our flower communion today, which we will invite you to join in with at the end of these ramblings, was first created by Norbert Chapek, a Czech Unitarian minister of the early 20th century who should be famous for creating beautiful liturgies like this flower communion and for writing hymns like the one we sang earlier on, Mother Spirit, Father Spirit. But sadly, he is perhaps most famous for being brave enough to remain in Czechoslovakia as a leader of his church community when the Nazis came to power and for eventually being killed by them. And his crime... Well, it was to listen to the BBC on his radio. And that leads to one of my rambling thoughts, that a society needs at least some element of its media to be free. Free, I believe, of commercial pressures. Free of government interference. So let us beware when a free media comes under threat. We need that free media because both governments and big businesses have a tendency to believe their own truths and those truths will not always be for the greater good of all. You have perhaps heard that honeybees around the world are facing an uncertain future. They have been hit with a host of diseases, losses of habitat, exposure to pesticides like neonicotinoids, which some scientific studies have shown adversely affect bees' brains. And bees need their brains in order to communicate with one another and in order to read their environment, with which they are so closely aligned. Our modern monocrop-style farming also causes bees a feast and then a famine. 
Did you see England in late May, early June, covered with bright yellow fields, filled with flowering oilseed rape, a crop that is dependent on bees for pollination? Yet when that crop is harvested, what will all the bees feed on next? I woke early enough this morning to hear Prince Charles on Radio 4's Farming Today programme. The programme had been recorded in a meadow in Transylvania and you could hear the background hum and chirp of birds and bees. Prince Charles had a passion for hay meadows and told the interviewer that since the 1930s the English countryside has lost 97% of its hay meadows with their richly diverse flora and fauna. Bees have long been regarded as a spiritual metaphor. There is a mystery to their way of life, living and working as a group, like the animals in the story we heard earlier on. An old custom was to be sure to tell the bees what was going on around them. They would be carefully told before any attempt to move their hive was made. They would be informed of all births and deaths in the village. Now, perhaps, the bees are telling us something and are acting as an environmental warning system for us all. We often include a quote on the front of our orders of service here at Kensington Unitarians, and usually it's one I totally agree with. John Goldsworthy, author of the Foresight Saga, that chronicles the fortunes of an upper-middle-class family here in Edwardian England at a time of great social change and a time when the old religious order was losing its power. Goldsworthy, Goldsworthy writes, Religion was nearly dead because there was no longer real belief in future life, but something was struggling to take its place. Service, social service the ants' creed, the bees' creed. Now, I can't agree with Gawsworthy that religion is facing its demise. Religion seems rather to have found a new lease of life in the 21st century world. But yes, I am with him in saying we need the creed of the bees, the creed of the ants, that the greater good of the whole community has to be a key aim for our lives whilst also celebrating the deliciousness of individual consciousness that I regard as a human right. But 21st century religion, like religion of all the centuries past, has a dark element of extremism, of ghastly thinking that some ideas are right and so everyone else is wrong. All the more need then for liberal communities like ours who say, as we did yesterday, when I conducted our first same-sex wedding here at Essex Church. You are free to be who you are. You are free to love who you love. You are free to marry the person of your choice, irrespective of colour, creed, gender, sexual orientation, nationality, ethnicity. Let me uh, quote... Um, a colleague of mine, Andrew Brown, the minister with Cambridge Unitarians at this point. Andrew does not hold back and 
when I read what he'd written on his blog about the flower communion that we're going to take part in in a moment, I wanted to shout hooray, cheers, Andrew, for really saying it like I believe it to be. He writes, Taking a flower from this vase is not to engage in some pointless piece of nice, liberal, fluffy bunny stuff and nonsense, but to witness to your real intention to stand up to and face down the fascists, racists, religious and political bigots and extremists that are increasingly finding a place in our European societies. To take a flower is to signal your intention, like Chapek, to become watchmen and women, standing on the crossroad, warning people not to go back to barbarism and brutality, and, at the same time, offering them a new way to be religious in our own age. Words by Minister Andrew Brown from Cambridge. So, as we in a moment conduct our own flower communion, let us think about Norbert Chapek and the unique individual that he was. Let's honour his memory, his commitment to liberal religious expression, his willingness to stand up against tyranny and oppression for that which he knew to be right and true. And let's also fill this ceremony with a meaning that is relevant for us today. The message that we are all unique but equal is one oft heard, yet truly putting the idea into practice continues to be a challenge for us all. And let's remember that there are still forces of oppression, still voices of tyranny, still confusions caused by prejudice and lack of education in our world, indeed here within British society today. So let's be the people who help to heal such divisions through our vision and our commitment. Chapek wrote that the church's task, he felt, must be to place truth above any tradition, spirit above any scripture, freedom above authority and progress above all reaction. And it is in that spirit that I now bless this collection of flowers here together in one container. In doing this, we recognise the unique contribution that each person brings to the society in which they live, to the groups to which they belong. We also recognise the interconnected world to which we belong, along with flowers and bees and the myriad other species of existence. So let's give thanks for this, our church community, and let's give thanks for the wondrous world in which we live. As music plays, I invite you in your own time to come out and silently choose another flower to take home for you and to sit with it now and bring your own meaning to this simple blossom. And our closing blessing. Our world needs us now to live fully, to love open-heartedly, to give generously and to speak courageously. 
for together we know that our hearts and hands and voices can truly make a difference. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Amen. Go well and blessed be.